and it's unacceptable. Uh, it's disappointing, uh, not just to the sold-out crowd that showed up tonight. So, um, very disappointed. When games get out of hand, it's easy to give up, but I think too many guys did. I mean, we are shorthanded, but that's not an excuse. you got to find something inside you to just keep working your ass off, and we didn't do that tonight. Um, unlucky things here and there, but it's, that's, uh, it's not even unlucky. It's just guys weren't good enough. Defensively, offensively, wasn't sharp. Um, yeah. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. Dave Denholm hanging out with you here on the home of world football in Southern California. ESPN LA 710, ESPNLosAngeles.com. Kurt Anolfo and Dave Romney, defender for the Galaxy, talking there. Sound courtesy of Spectrum Sportsnet. What a mess my LA Galaxy is. We begin the show by telling you it is unacceptable what I've seen out of the LA Galaxy so far this season. And it was absolutely manifest in that mess of a game yesterday on July 4th at StubHub Center where the Galaxy have been dismal all season long. Now just one win from nine at home. And we've got to just get right. Six to two RSL defeats my LA Galaxy. Yeah, you heard that right. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five. Six to two. No, goals are not worth three all of a sudden. This was not two field goals for Real Salt Lake. One of the worst teams in MLS. RSL is junk. And they destroyed my LA Galaxy. Look, this lineup was awful from the word go. This team is just not playing up to what they should be. This LA Galaxy team now out of a playoff spot. We're midway through the season. I get it. There's injuries. Yes, no doubt. There are guys missing. Gio Dos Santos, Jossie Zardes, off on international duty. I get it. Still no excuse to play the way they did. If you want to talk about it, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, Galaxy fan. Let's go. little therapy time for you and me. We both need it after that mess. And it's really the problem with the Galaxy right now that I see, the biggest problem, taking away one game. Yeah, that one game was horrific, no question. RSL is garbage, and they crushed you at home 6-2. So there's a mess out there. And those are the kind of games where you wake up the next day, honestly, to hear someone got fired. I'm really kind of surprised that that didn't happen. Now, I'm not saying that's the way they should go. we got plenty of time to talk about that. But this game was such a mess. And the problem for me is these young kids who are playing for LA Galaxy right now with injuries happening and, and the call-ups, as I mentioned, they're not getting any better. That is a problem. I can handle a loss. It happens. It's MLS. It's the regular season. Sometimes it happens. Look, it's parody in this league. You absolutely cannot have these guys continue to go out there and play as poorly as they do and not improve. Nathan Smith at right back, he doesn't belong in MLS. Put that two behind his team name and it fits better. Bradley Diallo and Dave Romney in the middle because Yella Van Damme got that red card at the end of the last game and gets suspended. Not a good move, Yella, as a captain. So he was out. Ashley Cole gave it his all. Jaime Villarreal, Bradford, Jamison, the fourth. Drop the fourth, dude. You don't deserve a fourth after your name when you play like that. You give up six goals, you have to drop the fourth. 
Jose Villarreal, Jack McInerney. I mean, come on. The bench. It's just, This is no excuse. There's no excuse. Where is this team going? They're not getting any better. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. The number for you to get involved. Also, you can hit me up on Twitter. We carry on the conversation there as well. Keep it clean, people. I'm in no mood. You're not getting it red if it's dirty. You know what I'm talking. You know who you are and you know what I'm talking about. Keep it clean. It's bad enough I'm ticked off about the Galaxy. Kurt Adolfo, manager of LA Galaxy 2, gets moved up this season after Bruce Arena bolts for the U.S. National Team. Maybe Bruce knew what he was doing. I know. Alessandrini was out. He's been playing phenomenal. I get it. Still no excuse. Listen to what Ashley Cole had to say. This made me actually like Ashley Cole all the better. i got to get to that quote. Where did I put it? Here we go. Here, this is uh, from Adam Serrano's column, uh, the LA Galaxy Insider. I'm quoting Ashley Cole from the, uh, the article here. I'm embarrassed. I'm pissed, said Cole, who donned the captain's armband with Yella Van Damme suspended. And Cole goes on to say, a defeat like this has happened maybe once in my career. But these young guys have to step up now, and hopefully we can get all the players back and kick on from here. And I love this one. Here's, here's a more quotes from Cole out of the year. Sometimes you can't control them. I can't hold nine players' hand every game. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant and sad. It makes me want to cry and laugh at the same time. Unbelievably bad performance. And, you know, again, these kids are not getting any better. That's the problem. Are we seeing good games overall sometimes from the Galaxy? On a rare occasion this season, but it's just not. You have one win from nine at home. You're a mess. And it's unacceptable. I'm not putting up with it anymore. Neither should you. And if you're thinking, well, you know, maybe Galaxy 2, these kids are young, they're moving up. Maybe Galaxy 2, the future of the teams. They lost 9-0 to Reno on Monday. This is an organizational issue right now, not just the LA Galaxy on the pitch. 9-0 Los Dos lost on Monday to Reno. Yes, I said 9. No, that was not three field goals. How do you lose 9-0 in a USL game? That's unacceptable as well. What in the world is going on with our Galaxy? 877-710-ESPN, the number to do with John of the 405s first up. You are here on 710-ESPN with Dave Dunham. What's going on, man? Hello, how are you doing? Good. Well, not good, John. I'm doing terrible. The Galaxy are awful right now. you got to just relax. I'm an RSL fan the whole year. I had to play the, uh, the dumb U-20 kids. When all my players were injured, I live out here, I go to the Galaxy game, but I grew up in Salt Lake, so I'm an RSL fan, and that was by far the worst Galaxy game I've ever seen. No question, it, it was. And it, it, you bring up a good point, John. It's the worst performance I've ever seen out of my Galaxy. Absolute worst performance. I know we've had bad losses in the past, but RSL is a garbage team. They're not garbage. They got, they're the same as the Galaxy. They both are riddled with injuries. When you didn't have your main players yesterday, that's what I've been going through the whole year. These two teams, healthy, they'd be in the top of the table. You know that, and I know that. You know what? Oh, injuries happen. I'm, you're gone, John. Goodbye, RSL fan. Injuries happen. I want no excuses here on Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710. I want no excuses today. Injuries happen. You're supposed to have a roster of full of professional players. That's why you got subs. That's why you have a roster 23 deep. You should anyway. And clearly, clearly, my LA Galaxy do not. Now, why do I always say my LA Galaxy? When you find me on Twitter, at TalkSoccer, 
Why do I always tweet it out as my, because they are my LA Galaxy. I love the LA Galaxy. Make no mistake about it. I'm not going to hide that fact, but I'll tell the truth about my team. I will absolutely tell you the truth about them as I see it, even though I love the Galaxy. I'm from Cleveland, diehard Browns, Cavs, Indians fan. No, it's the Galaxy first. The rest of those are 1A. So I'm going to tell you the hard, cold truth about my team. It was a disgrace. RSL is garbage. They're a bad organization right now on the pitch. Good organization overall. John knows they've got a future. And they have had some injuries. So what? Everybody is injured. You're halfway through the season. People get hurt. No excuses. Do the job. And 6-2 is not doing the job. And look, again, is it time to overreact? It depends on what your definition of overreaction is. One one win, three draws, and five losses at home? Is that overreacting if you don't put up with that? I don't know. I don't think so. Is that really overreacting when you're out of a playoff spot with one win from nine at home? Some might call that overreacting. I'm calling it the truth, and it's unacceptable. I've got some tweets coming in. Cleveland Neal tweeted it. Run this guy from the first call. Love that one. I did. I did, Cleveland Neal. We ran him. Probably gave him about 20 seconds longer than I should have. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Mark is tweeting in, what happened to Mexico in the Confederations Cup? Great. Thanks for bringing that up, Mark. Not only did my Galaxy get trounced on what is usually a celebratory day for the Galaxy in history, July 4th. But my pick of Mexico fell on their face in the semifinals. I'll tell you exactly why that happened. Coming up next, I'm Dave Denholm. This is Soccer Weekly on the home of world football in Southern California and the world, ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. I'm Dave Denholm hanging out with you every Wednesday here at 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific time. Brought to you by Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out at PuenteHillsToyota.com. We continue on. Again, things are blowing up on Twitter. Some of you are nuts, all right? Yeah, I'm ticked off at the Galaxy, but they are my L.A. Galaxy. It's like talking about your family. Sometimes you got to lay down the, the absolute hammer with love. Confederations Cup. Yeah, I picked Mexico, and I'm taking some heat for that. Oh, sorry. How was I to know that uh, Germany was going to send over the Wonder Kids to somehow still win? When you looked at that uh, roster for Germany, you thought, well, Yogi Love's taking some chances. I like it. These guys cover uh, the Bundesliga for Fox Soccer every week. I see these guys. They're good. These kids are good. Make no mistake. Yes, JC in Calgary tweeting in, you picked Mexico, the same Mexico that's got spanked 7-0 by Chile last summer. Sorry. Here we go. Here we go. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. The number to get involved. You want to hit me up on uh, Twitter, at TalkSoccer. You can follow me there. RSL6, Galaxy 2, ruined my 4th of July. Thank you, LA Galaxy. Ruined it. This roster is a mess. I get it. Injuries, layoffs, whatever. But it's not like we've been uh, blowing the roof off the place when we're completely healthy. Yeah, they played some better matches more recently. Started to get in the flow. Joao Pedro is actually looking a little bit better in the midfield. Emma Boateng's had a pretty good year. Alessandrini has been absolutely off the hook. Dos Santos was starting to find form. But 
this is not acceptable. Nathan Smith does not belong in MLS. There's some other guys, Diallo. The list goes to Jaime and Jose Villarreal, too inconsistent. This is not what you want out of an MLS product. 877-710-ESPN. Let's go to Dem in L.A. Dem, you're next up on Soccer Weekly with Dave Dunham. What's going on, man? Hey, Cracklin' Rose, what's going on? All right, get him out. I don't need that. I don't need that. Be ready. Be prepared. I'm too ticked off today to be putting up with that. 877-710-ESPN. Take up that phone line, 877-710-3776, or hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. What went down with Mexico? They ran into Germany, and Germany is the best footballing nation in the world. I was saying it. I actually got uh, my YouTube channel, which I'm just now just getting rolling. It's Talk Soccer, but with the space in, unlike... On Twitter, you know how everything's crunched in on Twitter, at Talk Soccer. My YouTube channel's Talk Soccer. I'm starting to put it out there. I started to talk about Germany. They're just a juggernaut. They're the best footballing nation. They win the European Under-21 Championship and looked very good doing it. They were fantastic in this Confederations Cup. They fully deserved it. They beat Chile. Chile is a very good team, and Germany deserved it. They just did. Uh, Leon Goretzka was really good. Now, he didn't have the, the greatest final game. I'm not a huge fan of Julian Drexler like other people are, but he had a great tournament and I see the the potential there, no doubt. And I know I know why PSG moved on moved for him last season in the middle of the season. He's got talent. He's got a long way to go, but he had a fantastic tournament. Timo Werner, I mean the list goes on and on for Germany. They're a factory. They know what they're doing. But you watch what Timo Werner does, and he, he sliced through Hector Moreno, who has no business playing at that level. Hector Moreno is so overrated for the Mexican national team. I don't know what anybody sees out of that guy on that level. He doesn't belong. And Germany just went right at him, and they knew it. And they buried him early. And it was over. I mean, it was just over too quickly. And don't give me the third place. I don't care about third place games. I don't watch those. They don't exist to me in tournaments. Don't care. Aaron tweets in, sounds like uh, talk soccer's jumping off the LA Galaxy bandwagon. Is Dave the KD of soccer? Stop it, Aaron. Cut it out. It's because I love that I have to criticize. Don't you dare call me out on my Galaxy love. Yeah, that's why it hurts. That's why it's painful when they lose 6-2 to one of the worst teams in MLS. And now we're out of a playoff spot. Yes, I said we. One win at home from nine. That is just an absolute joke. How do you solve it, Galaxy fans? Do you just wait? Oh, well, we're injured. We're going to get guys back. It'll all be okay. You're going to put on that kind of uh, rose-colored glasses and talk to me that way? Or are you going to tell me the truth? How did the LA Galaxy fix this? How in the world do they move forward and improve this? There's a bit of parallel though with Mexico, really. Now you can't you're not gonna get anything out of the Gold Cup in that sense. Mexico sending a B team squad, the United States essentially sending a B team for good reason. They should. You want to bloodlet some of these guys and let them play in a big tournament. And the Gold Cup is a big tournament. It's important. But I like the rosters that these two countries are sending. I really do. Let these guys go at it. And uh, you know, you take a look at this Mexican roster. I like Kubo Torres getting called in. After the injury to Alan Pulido, I like Pineda of, of Chivas, too. Keep an eye on him. 
I'm a big fan. Jesus Duenas, one of my favorites from Tigres. I like this roster for for Mexico. It's going to be a good. It's going to be a good tournament and a fun tournament, and I'm looking forward to it. The United States roster intrigues me as well. You've got my man Omar. Nothing wrong with a little uh, former Galaxy love there. I like Jorge Villafania. The midfield guy, the midfield players. This is where it gets. I love Christian Roldan. Jossie Zard has got to get going, and maybe Bruce Arena can kind of get him untracked. But the Galaxy desperately need Jossie to turn this on. Maybe he can get going under Bruce. And up front, Juan Agudelo getting called in for the U.S. always intrigues me. I'm not exactly sure why Agudelo hasn't done more with his career, both at the club level. Maybe it's because Jay Heaps. I mean, what could Jay Heaps be teaching Juan Agudelo about soccer? I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry, really. But he's got to be doing more. And Dom Dwyer, obviously just introduced to the United States. And Jordan Morris has to get going as well. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776, the number to get involved. Josh is in Detroit. Josh, welcome into Soccer Weekly with Dave Denham. What's going on, man? Hey, Dave. How's it going? It's going, man. I'm I'm not having a great week, if I'm being honest. This uh, is July 4th. I usually look forward to it, and the Galaxy were just dreadful. Well, at least you have a team to root for, Dave. How would you convert Detroit hockey fans into soccer fans? Because we don't even have a team. Uh, you got a lower level team that's doing well, and they've got a. It, you you really ought to go check them out. They they're a, yes, they don't play in MLS. They're playing in the you know fourth division, I think it is at this point. But they they actually got a good following, Josh. Detroit's one of those teams that's kind of turning into a soccer uh, city and MLS has taken notice. They really have. This is a, this is a up and coming soccer city in America. Cause as Josh said for so long, it hasn't been at all, frankly, but I've been pleasantly surprised over the last couple of years. Go check out a game, Josh FC Detroit. I don't even know what they call themselves in terms of some kind of nickname. They got great gear. They look good. They're a good team. And more importantly, they got rabid fans. You'll have a good time. I promise you there. Well, last thing, uh, Dave, before I go, yeah, we're supposed to get a team in 2020, so hopefully they can hook us fans in Detroit, yeah, so we can go enjoy that. Yeah, I really, I think you, I think, thank you for the phone call. Appreciate. It. I think uh, Detroit is certainly a market on the rise, and should be an MLS as one of the teams that is a candidate for expansion. It's a it's a massive sports town in an area that is ever growing in terms of soccer. Michigan is a hotbed. It really is, and Josh knows that from Detroit. So I do. I hope they. I hope they expand there. But really, if we're talking about expansion and going to Detroit, what does that mean? One more city my LA Galaxy can lose in right now. I don't know if I want that. It has not been a fun twenty-four hours. That's for sure. The worst performance I've ever seen out of the LA Galaxy in my life. And remember, this is my favorite. Sports franchise, bar none. I don't care. I don't care what anyone wants to, you know, gasping for air. My fellow Clevelanders who I'm born and raised in Cleveland, I don't care. They are my team. Don't give me this LAFC. Don't even start with that. Whatever. Take your cute hat with the wings on it. And it is beautiful, by the way. Gorgeous hat. Take your fantastic scarf. Oh, here we go. Damn it, L.A. We'll give you another shot. Get, bring it on, Tim. Welcome to Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. Blah, blah, blah. What's up? I, I want to look beyond yesterday's match and 
with the expansion team in L.A., if they're going to where the Chargers and Rams are playing, I'm like you. The Galaxy is my team. Why aren't they going there? And why do we have an expansion team? It doesn't seem like Chivas or L.A. did very well. Well, damn, actually, uh, it's worse. It's worse what you're saying. Being a Galaxy fan like I am, I appreciate the phone call, Dem. But here's the worst part. They're not going to play in Inglewood and share a stadium with two football teams. They're building their own on the campus of USC. Remember where the uh, sports arena was? It's now going to be the home of LAFC. So not only do they have these beautiful, stinking, winged hats, which are gorgeous, absolutely fantastic hats where all the millennials are just running around, and, right? So not only do they have these stinking, beautiful hats and these fantastic scarves, they're going to have an unbelievable stadium in my neighborhood. I can walk to LAFC matches, although the thought of that just makes me want to spit. That disgustingly beautiful new stadium and those awful, gorgeous hats appealing to all the young millennials as a brand new club with cool dudes like the great and incomparable Will Ferrell as part owner. Ah, oh, man, I can't stand LAFC. I think. <laughs> no, no, I can't stand LAFC. I can't. No, galaxy till I die, baby. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Hit me up on Twitter. It's blowing up there as well. Follow me at Talk Soccer. You can check out my YouTube channel, Talk Soccer, two words there. Coming up next, Francisco Eques Rivera, fellow Fox soccer guy, Fox sports guy, working for FS1. We appreciate him taking the time. He'll be joining us next here. Soccer Weekly, Dave Dunholm and you. Hanging out on ESPN LA 710 and ESPNLosAngeles.com. This is Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. Dave Dunholm and you hanging out on the home for world football here in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. Quick soccer scoreboard, a lot of MLS games. The Red Bulls beat New England Revolution with a late goal, 3-2. Toronto FC is good. Crushed Orlando on the road, 3-1. Go check out the goals that TFC scored in that one. Houston Dynamo leading Montreal 3-0. Andrew, Andrew Wenger had a goal in like the first 40 seconds, and that set the tone. Whitecaps leading NYCFC early at home, 1-0. And Portland Timbers just about to get going with Chicago Fire. Just about to come on now. Let's bring him in to Soccer Weekly. He is from FS1. He's a friend of mine, and I appreciate him joining us. Francisco X. Rivera. Francisco covering uh, Mexico in the Confederations Cup. We'll start there, Francisco. Thanks for taking the time. Was that a failure for Mexico in Russia? Hey, Dave. First of all, let me tell you, this is a first. Uh, love to be in your show. Uh, frequent listener, so uh, great to be here with Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, and, and obviously, you know what? Um, I spoke to a lot of players after, after the match against... Uh, Portugal. I'm talking about the third place match, and you know, a couple of them told me, you know, they don't consider this a failure. I mean, I think they went the political route, saying, you know, we we earned a lot from this. Uh, we, uh, I remember Guillermo Ochoa telling me, you know, we're going to leave with our heads held up high. Uh, we learned a lot. We played with heart, and in fans recognize it. All in all, I think you know, Mexico started as the fourth favorite team in Confederations Cup, and they ended up where they are. I think the expectations in Mexico are very lofty. I think with the amount of money that's spent in Mexico with media and marketing and everything around the team, yeah, a lot of people expect a lot. But in reality, you're looking at a team that has never gone out of the round of 16 except for once in Mexico 1986. So, I mean, I, I do believe that Mexico is within, you know, the best 16 teams in the world. But to think that they're going to just 
from one year to the other advance and, and get into the elite, that's, I think, th- those are lofty expectations, to be honest with you. So if you ask me, no, I don't think it was failure. Maybe the way in which they lost to Germany was, was discouraging. I thought it was going to be closer, and I even predicted that Mexico was going to go to the final. But, you know, failure, not so much. Yeah, well, you are better than me, Francisco. I had Mexico winning the uh, Confederations Cup this time. I thought they would actually win the group, which would have made it a little bit different going into those semis like you're talking about. They had to take on Germany a little too soon there. Uh, Francisco X. Rivera joining me here on Soccer Weekly. He works for FS1. And uh, Francisco... Going forward now for Mexico, we'll, we'll get to the Gold Cup in a moment, but leaving Confederations Cup, where are the Mexican faithful at with this team? I know everybody calls for Osorio's head every five minutes, but with the players on the pitch, there's a couple of guys I thought were fantastic. Javier Aquino looked, uh, looked great, a couple other really good performances, and there are a couple of guys, Hector Moran, I don't know why he still gets called up. Where does this team, where does this roster go from here? Well, I was very emotional. I, I was doing a lot of Facebook Live throughout Russia, and that was very emotional, not because I'm supporting a team or not, yeah. but just because I know the situation and all the background, and I was born and raised in Mexico City, so I sort of know how people think. And and I actually called out a lot of people saying that, you know, Osorio was the reason why this team was not performing, and then again, I brought the lofty expectations and the, you know, why Mexico is not part of that elite, you know, four or five. At the same time, um, I, I don't think another coach is going to really make a difference. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are calling out Osorio because he didn't bring Carlos Vela, for example, to start the game. Is Carlos Vela really going to make a difference in a, on a game that was decided by three goals? You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, even if you put back in, in a regular position two or three players and everything, supposed, you know, supposedly how, how it, or how it's supposed to be in terms of the lineup, are they really going to make a difference? I mean, you know Bundesliga, you've done Bundesliga as well, and you know a lot of these players have a lot of quality as well. So... You know, it's not as if Mexico was facing Ghana's C team like they did on a friendly recently or Paraguay's D team. You know, they, they're really, you know, they have Timo Werner, they have large teams, a lot of quality players in Bundesliga. So I think they, they matched up well against Mexico. So I, I don't think Osorio's rotations really make a difference. I know a lot of people are asking for consistency, but at the same time, if you bring back Miguel Herrera or you bring Tuca Ferretti or any other coaches, I don't think they're really going to make Mexico better, to be honest with you. I think they're at the level where they deserve to be and where skills and talent have players you know, at this level right now. Yeah, 100% agree. Osorio is the guy for me right now with this roster. I really believe that. And I think the players are believing in what he's uh, trying to preach. I just thought that, uh, you know, Mexico had plenty of chances against Germany. Let's Look, 4-1 is the final score, but that game really could have been so much tighter. And, and honestly, if Chicharito puts away that beautiful ball at the end of the first half, who knows what happens if it's a 2-1 game. That's the way football goes, and that's why Germany deserved to win. Make no mistake, they were clinical. Now we move forward to the Gold Cup, Francisco, which I find fascinating here. It will be, for you know, full disclosure, it will be uh, on FS1, and Francisco will be involved in uh, you know, keeping an eye on this Mexico team. I like this roster that has been put together for the Gold Cup. Certainly a B team, just like the United States, no doubt. But there are some guys here. Who are some of the maybe two or three key guys that people should be keeping an eye on? I think for a B team, this team is loaded. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we had the opportunity to work uh, during the 2013 Gold Cup as well. And there were a lot of talented players in that list. There was Miguel Ayun, uh, Marco Fabian, who are now with the, with the A squad and, and played in Russia. Uh, but I, I think this, this roster has a lot, a lot of promise. I mean, for one, you have Jesus Corona, who was part of Osorio's rotations on goal. And because of an injury, he actually had to be dropped from that roster. But he could be a starting goalkeeper, not only in Mexico, but a lot of uh, you know, teams 
you know, maybe even in Europe. I mean, he has that type of quality, unfortunately. Discipline-wise, he hasn't quite been there, but Jesus Corona is one of the most talented goalkeepers in the continent. Uh, Eric Torres, obviously, Cubo. Uh, he's uh, scored 12 goals so far in MLS. He has 34. I think he's the all-time leader for Mexican uh, players in uh, you know when you talk about scoring in MLS mm-hmm. he was uh he actually was not in the initial list but he replaced Alan Pulido who was going to be my key player uh but he's going to be injured uh the striker that just won Chalo with Chivas and probably there's there's a couple other players that I really have my have my eye on uh, Luis Reyes actually played in Confederations Cup mm-hmm. recently with Atlas and he's one of the guys the only guy that was actually given permission by his team to uh play in both tournaments he's a left back with a lot of talent he goes forward very, very feisty defending. And maybe uh, another guy that I can that I can talk about is Eric Gutierrez. I had the chance to call his games when he was playing in the Under-17 World Cup uh, two years ago. Um, he's a midfielder that has a, you know, the quality playing as a holding midfielder, but can also go forward. Has a good shot outside the box. I think you know he's a guy with a lot of talent now playing with Pachuca. I mean, there's there's plenty of. I mean, I can tell you other names. Elias Hernandez who's playing at a very high level with Leon. Rodolfo Pizarro, a winger that's playing, being playing for Chivas, also won the championship. So there's a few names here and there. But I think this, this roster is, is loaded. I think they they have to. I mean, to me, I mean, Confederations Cup, as I said, fourth place is fair. To me, they have to run away. With the team that they have, they have to run away with the Gold Cup. We're talking with Francisco X Rivera from FS1, joining me now here, talking a little uh, L3. And uh, so glad you mentioned Gutierrez from my beloved Pachuca. I love that. That's a great call. I didn't, you know, I stopped listening after that with some of these other stiffs you were talking about. But I love my Pachuca. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, this is a good roster, and it is a dangerous roster for this Gold Cup. How do you see this whole tournament overall shaking out with the U.S. and Mexico? Certainly the favorites in this one. Well, uh, it's going to be very similar to the one in 2013 because a lot of players have to take a break. And, you know, we expected Bruce Arena, he even said it without the tournament, we're not going to field our best, our best squad. So there's a lot of absences in the U.S. roster, obviously. Panama, who's been one of the most entertaining teams in CONCACAF recently, is missing, like, their top four or five players. So there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be resting uh, some of their best players. But at the same time, then again, I think Mexico and the U.S. are expected to be there. Uh, they haven't been able to do so neither in 12, uh, 2013 or 2015 when Jamaica eliminated the United States. But there's going to be some interesting names. And you know what? A guy that I'm really, really excited to be to see, and this is funny because Curaçao is a country that's making it to the Gold Cup for the first time. Yeah. So I used to be a broadcaster for Aston Villa uh, on their Spanish side. And they have Leandro Bacuna, ah. uh, born in the Netherlands and now playing for Curaçao. So, you know, there's some, some names here and there, some hidden gems. You might be able to see throughout the tournament. I think Bakuna, with Premier League experience playing for Curaçao, would be pretty interesting. Let's let's see what he can do against Mexico's defense. Yeah, I like Bakuna back when he was at. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good call from West Ham. I, I liked him there. I, I find Curaçao and these teams fascinating. Frankly, I, I'm 100 percent agree with you, Francisco. Let's leave with leave you with this. How was Russia? How was your experience there? Uh, I, I found it. I found it fascinating. I mean, I, I'm very fortunate. This is the first time I actually go to Europe to work. I've had, you know, been very fortunate to travel around, you know, too many different countries, but just as a tourist. But to be able to see what I saw, I mean, the architecture, man, uh, St. Petersburg, Moscow, Kazan, is just unbelievable. I mean, th- th- these people spend, you know, with no remorse whatsoever, to make <laughs> some of the most beautiful and biggest buildings in the world. I mean, and I, I can tell you, I've seen Dubai. I've seen Vienna, I've seen Prague, but what I saw in Russia, man, if you guys have some extra cash and want to go vacation somewhere, 
I definitely recommend it. It's insane. Insane. Francisco X. Rivera of FS1, a colleague of mine and a friend, and I really appreciate you taking the time, Francisco. Welcome back. Glad you're back and everything went well there, and thanks so much for all the insight. Thank you very much for the time, Dave. Looking forward to the next time. You bet. Francisco X. Rivera from FS1. Appreciate that. He was covering the Confederations Cup, keeping a close eye on Mexico and the rest of that tournament. Now we're getting into Gold Cup. Good insight there on this Mexican Gold Cup roster. Fascinating, really, what these two teams, U.S. and Mexico, with these rosters could still pull off. I'm very excited for this tournament. I must say, you know, people talk, oh, B-team roster. This is the perfect tournament for both of these nations to send these type of rosters to at this time i'm fascinated by these these two teams going into this tournament i really am and you know the united states look you talk about the the group panama's a tricky opponent and then it gets easier certainly with uh, martinique and uh, nicaragua and all that no question you, you should be getting through and quite frankly the united states should be playing mexico in the finals no, anything else and it's really, you know, just unacceptable. But it's also these other teams that I want. Guadalupe, you know, teams that make their way into Martinique and El Salvador. I had somebody tweeting in earlier, can El Salvador make a run in this tournament? No. No, they can't. But, you know, it's cool that you're asking. That's the beauty of this thing. The Gold Cup's going to be a lot of fun starting up, geez, just a couple days from now. I'm Dave Denholm. This is Soccer Weekly on the home of world football and the home of football in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. This is Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710, ESPNLosAngeles.com. I'm Dave Denholm hanging out with you as we are rolling here. You can hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. Go find my YouTube channel. Just start to put out videos and things, you know, instant reaction after games, give you assessments that maybe we don't have time for on this show each week. That is Talk Soccer on YouTube, and that's separated there. That's like two different words, you know, unlike the Twitter thing where it's just one word. Uh, speaking of one word on Twitter, things are blowing up there. Great stuff coming in. Appreciate Francisco X. Rivera of FS1, the guest there. We're going to keep rolling at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, the number for you to get involved. I'm a mess. I might need to be talked down a little bit based on this L.A. Galaxy debacle that was yesterday. Ruined my holiday with a 6-2 loss to a garbage Real Salt Lake team. That is not where we need to be living as Galaxy fans. And I might need your help. 877-710-ESPN. What in the world do we do to correct this? What do we do to correct? Oh, no. Here we go. Are you kidding me? Again with this guy? Really? We're going to go here? Uh, soccer hater Al. Soccer hater Al. Welcome back to Soccer Weekly. What's up? Soccer hater Al. Oh, that's so bad. So wrong. He's just toying with me there. You see what he does? You see what I have to put up with, soccer hater Al? Which, by the way, I think you can follow him on Twitter. He actually started his own account. Big shot. <laughs> oh, just being a jerk like he is. That's no way to me, for me to get over what happened to the Galaxy. That is not. At 877-710-3776. This roster has got to improve. Now, I know, again, injuries. People want to hide behind that because we're scared. As Galaxy supporters, right? This is a mess. We're one win from nine at home. This is not fun. I get that. 
Well, you cannot hide behind, oh, it's just injuries. These guys are going to have to play. These are long seasons. And these guys are not getting better. That's my problem with this, with this roster. The goalkeeping situation is a mess, and it has been all season. I am not in like with any of our goalkeepers. I'm sorry, not sorry, Nathan Smith. He's not good enough right now. Too young? Okay, maybe more seasoning. But you're a professional footballer. Get out there and play, and play well. The Villarreal's, eh. I mean, Jose Villarreal is so frustrating because he's got moments of magic, and then it just disappears. Bradford Jamison, the fourth. I think it's time to drop the fourth. You don't deserve that with that kind of performance. What does the fourth mean? We lost by four goals? Is that what that means? <laughs> oh, man. 877-710-ESPN, the number to do what uh, Carlos is next up. He's done it in Granada Hills. Let's give us a call here. Welcome to... Hello, hello, hello. Um, first time I hear you guys, and first time... I'm talking to you guys. Uh, two comments. Yeah. My first comment is that I am mentally prepared for this season and next season that we're going to suffer. It's going to be a long season. And the other comment is why we brought Giovanni. I think we want to look like Real Madrid. We want to sell shirts, jerseys, and we don't have enough soccer. Well, I... I think we should go... I disagree. I re- look, and I'm not trying to cut you off. We got some calls to get to. I disagree with you on Giovanni Dos Santos. He's played pretty well. Now he had a rough start to this season. I actually like what he did against Germany. He was the only Mexican player who showed up against Germany in that semifinal. Well, Aquino was just taken out of the match. Aquino had a good tournament too, but Gio Dos Santos had his moments against Germany. Certainly, that could have got uh, Mexico back in the game. I like the fact Osorio put him in the lineup. <sighs> I understand where you're going, but Dos Santos is all we got at this point with Alessandrini. We have to have them have a good year. And don't talk to me about uh, selling shirts. Dos Santos played very well. He matched up very well with uh, Robbie Keane quite often. I'm not buying that. That's No, that's no way. Look, does the Galaxy need a, a spark or an influence or a couple of signings? Yes. But I'm not playing Gio Dos Santos for this. Next up is Mike in Buffalo. You're welcome to Soccer Weekly with Dave Dunham. What's up, Mike? Dave, how you doing? Good, man. Good. Hey, uh, soccer hater Al, why aren't you giving him a red card? <laughs> he's he's Fozzie. He's close. He's close, Mike Fozzie. in Buffalo. Just like you. Red card to Mike in Buffalo for calling me Fozzie Bear. That's unacceptable. You do not get into the face of the referee, in this case, the host, Dave Dunholm. You're getting the red card for that calling me Fozzie on my own show. That's unacceptable. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. Whoa, we're heading out to Canada, who's uh, hoping that they're going to have a good gold cup as well. Tyler is in Edmonton. Tyler, welcome to Soccer Weekly with Dave Dunholm. What's going on, man? Dave, I just want to come in and apologize for all these clones bum rushing your show. It's all in good, clean fun, Tyler. It's like a, it's like a, a dive in the sixty-fifth minute, baby. It was all in yeah. good fun. You just keep handing out red cards. I just wanted to say hi and uh, wanted to let you know McDavid signed for eight years. So I, I remember what you said about Edmonton last time you were hosting, and I'm, I'm gonna let you, uh, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna pay 
you back for that. Oh, well, hey, Tyler in Edmonton, good luck to Canada in the Gold Cup. I like that. Uh, I like Canada's uh, chances here of getting uh, advancing a decent way. Thank you so much for the phone call. Appreciate that. Tyler from Edmonton checking in. They begin with Guadeloupe there coming up on Friday. Does uh, the Canada Gold Cup effort. Then they got Costa Rica. That'll be an interesting match. I like, uh, I like uh, Canada going forward here. I do. I like, I mean, the Canadians, you know, they got work to be done. But I like, I like what they're kind of building as a footballing nation. Octavio Zambrano, you know, dude knows what he's doing. We all remember him here in L.A., certainly with the Galaxy. I don't hate that hire. Tell you what, I'm not uh, high on Kurt Anolfo's list right about now, probably. I, I would imagine that's the case, but I don't really care. Yeah, we. I just can't. I can't. I can't do it anymore. No more Galaxy talk. They got a, a game Monday coming up against San Jose. This is what scares me, though. Next Saturday, coming up, the Galaxy take on Manchester United. I'm going to be there because they're my beloved Galaxy. What? Do we have enough numbers on the scoreboard for United in that match? I'm worried. What is it, couple touchdown favorite? That is just going to be scary. Jose Mourinho, take it easy. <gasps> yes, please. Time now for my favorite time of the show. That's right, stoppage time. What time is it? Stoppage time. Yeah, stoppage time. It's stoppage time right now. Welcome in for the great Mario Rees, the equally great Jorge. Welcome. Hey, what's up, Dave? What do we got at stoppage time, Jorge? Oh, I know how much you hate LAFC. I do. Um, Already. What do you think of uh, Will Ferrell making a pitch for Chicharito to join him as uh, one of his players? Yeah, what did this sound like exactly? Uh, right, listen to this. Um, Chicharito, listener for me. Me amo, Memo. Uh, te quiero mucho. Te quiero tus ojos, uh, tus zapatos, tus phalanges. I don't know what fingers are. Dedos. 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 Uh, please, come come play for LAFC whenever you want to. You don't even have to play every game. Just, I beg you. All right, get him and, off of there. Get him off. That's oh, Will Ferrell. You, but I beg you. <laughs> get him off. And we'll make it worth your while. LAFC's a part owner. Get him. No, I don't want any more of that. Will Ferrell on Nacion on ESPN. Isn't that like tapping up on a player? Isn't isn't Javier Martin Chicharito, Javier Hernandez is under contract right now, if I'm not mistaken. Right? So that should be illegal. <laughs> and we're all laughing at Will Ferrell. All right, let's move on, Dave. Let's move on. Thank yeah, stinking LAFC and those right, gorgeous ha- those Ma- gorgeous hats they have. <laughs> oh man, are those gorgeous. All right, uh Manchester United coming. And uh Wayne Rooney. Oh, sign yeah. with Everton. You think that's going to be a move, or you know, I think it's—I think it should be the move. Honestly, I don't think there's much future for Wayne Rooney at Man United. Great career, taking nothing away from the dude and how he can. You know, the guy is a great player still. I think he can still be very. Effective. I think he'd be awesome a move back to his old club, Everton, at a time when he's not like 38 and ready to retire. You know what I mean? He can still be effective. Make the move, Wayne. Head back. To Everton. Now, I'm allowed to say that because I'm not a part owner of Everton, unlike stinking Will Ferrell. All right, keep going. One All more. right, last one here. <laughs> Leo Messi just signed a four-year uh, contract extension with Barcelona. Yeah. 
What's your take on that? Did you, can you see Messi somewhere no, else aside no. from Barcelona? No, I think his, uh, his buyout is some ridiculous like 300 million euros or something crazy, which, by the way, might not be that ridiculous if you really think about it. But no, I don't think he's going to live and die as a footballer at Barcelona. And I think that's fine, realistically. This guy is Barcelona. He came up through La Masia. I mean, they grabbed him out of Argentina when he was just a, a, a young pup. I don't blame the guy. He's comfortable there. Lionel Messi is not a guy who – he's not Cristiano Ronaldo for the media and the public scrutiny and all that. It's definitely not his game. So I don't, I don't see him leaving Barcelona, and I really don't have a problem with that. In this day and age, Derek Jeter, right? We don't see it often enough. We don't. Why not? I, I hope he stays. Now, look, I would have loved it for him to come to MLS when he was 27 and, you know, hey, that would have been fantastic. Oh, why not? Make no mistake. But it's just not going to happen. He's going to stay at Barcelona, and he should stay at Barcelona. Plus, That's the last thing I want to see is right. him running around in a Chelsea uniform, <laughs> you know, in a Chelsea kit. No thank you. That is stoppage time. Jorge, good job as always. Adam Broadstein, love you, brother. Good work. Thanks so much to everybody. Don't forget, hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. We'll continue the conversation there. Follow me there. Hit my YouTube channel, TalkSoccer. That's two words there. I don't know why they do it. I couldn't get the the one-word thing. Just go find it. I'm going to be releasing videos on a whole bunch of other stuff. We continue to grow Soccer Weekly so much. Appreciate it. Soccer Weekly is on the home of football in Los Angeles, ESPN LA 710 and (laughs) ESPNLosAngeles.com.